Welcome to Christian Warrior Talk, proudly presented by Christian Warrior Mission. Hosted by former Navy SEAL, SWAT officer, and atheist, now a warrior for Jesus Christ, Pastor Jason Perry. This is more than just a podcast. It's a spiritual vanguard where we intentionally set aside the hustle of our daily lives to come together. We gather to study the Bible, share in heartfelt prayer, and engage in meaningful discussions about all things Christian, homesteading, prepping, and self-defense. Lock shields with us, and together, we will hold the line. And now, let's meet your host, Pastor Jason Perry. You are listening to Patriot Crusader Mission, where Christian warriors are forged. Sponsored by Patriot Crusader Mission Patreon page. Join us and become the Christian warrior you are called to be. Strengthen on us, strengthen on us, strengthen on us. At my signal, unleash hell. Do or do not. There is no try. All right, hey everyone, and happy Friday. Um, we made it through another week. Um, you know, and welcome to Christian Warrior Talk. Um, you know, happy to have you with us. We're going to, before we get in, we got a, a jam-packed show because there's a lot of news and a lot of interesting topics going on as we are in a f- raging, you know, full culture war right now. I mean, it has been declared. It's being fought on all lines everywhere. And uh, right now, unfortunately, we're getting our butt kicked, and we need to turn that around really quickly. Mm-hmm. So... um you know, there's a lot. There's some good news, and there's a lot of things that you just. I don't want to call it bad news, but we got to be aware of what the other side's doing, and what the risks and dangers are to us in our way of life, mm-hmm. and that. So, um, you know, it's also Super Bowl weekend for those of you who still care about sports. I don't. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. that I really ever cared before, but. No. Completely off the radar right now. You know, um, and, oh, man, I mean, so the things we're going to talk about today, I put them in the the description on there, but we're going to talk about everything from um, the military purging conservative patriots from their ranks. We're going to talk about Iranians coming across the border. We're going to talk about um, cancel culture and Morgan Wallen and Tom Brady you know, for support, having a daring, having a MAGA hat in his locker. Um, we're going to talk about the Chinese military and Chinese society, become, try, you know, purposely trying to become more masculine while the U.S. devolves into the LGBTQ mush. You know, we can't figure out what, what bathroom to use. How the hell are we going to fight a war? Um, we're going to talk about... You know, the double standards that we're seeing, you know, as we cannibalize our our own who make mistakes and the left never does. Mm -hmm. You know, their people have a million lives. They can do whatever they want. They're never held accountable. I mean, they can kill people, bomb buildings, do whatever they want and nothing. As somebody on our side can have, you know, say a simple slip of the tongue and, you know, say something stupid and it's over. Yeah. You know, like our... You know, again, we have ladybugs like, whoa, on this set. I don't know what's going on, but um, so if you see something flying around, it's a ladybug in February <laughs> in Virginia. That'd be the, the fly on my And Mike, good moment. to see you. 
So the first thing we want to do is start off with our first strength and honor as people are coming on. So, you know, know, so for our first strength and honor. What you're drinking tonight, Mike, my guess is this water. How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're not partaking. So here's what we want to know. We want to know what you're drinking and if you brought a buddy and who your buddy is that you brought. So, again, for making it through another week in the year of 2021, Strength and Honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. We are not drinking Trump wine tonight. No, we have finally burned through all of our red Trump wine. We have some white that I got to chill. So tonight I'm like, it's like bottom of the barrel gift wine that we've gotten that people have drawn. <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to show you the bottles because I'm not even sure what the heck we're drinking. Though. I did get one. I think I'm drinking one. We're drinking one right now that's actually a really good one. I think it was given to me by... Um, a friend of ours named Buddy Weber, and um, and it's all Italian all over the bottle, which I can't read, so I have no so idea. So that must what it is. mean it's a- it's got to be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, water for me, wine for the lady. Right, ah, hey Mike. Jan, good, good to for see following you. Following the rules. Yeah, mango moscato. Mm. Mango moscato. Mm, wow, that sounds nice. All right, all right. Is Chris Scott with us? Is he? Uh, What's he drinking tonight? Yeah. I know. It's just usually, he was getting thirsty last time, right? <laughs> yeah. Salty Sam's drinking an S&H. No, that's strength and honor. Oh, strength and honor. Okay. I was... <laughs> <laughs> we're not that far All in. All right. You know the one. We're in those. <laughs> strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. I used to like acronyms and, and abbreviations yet, guys. Makers uh, 40, oh, makers and 46. Make, that's for right. Chris Scott. Yeah. Yeah. So... Holy smokes, let's roll up our sleeves and let's dive headlong into uh, the culture war tonight and talk about some of the most cons- – the, the first announcement that our new Secretary of Defense made is not that we're going to, you know, prepare for China. It's not that we're worried about the South China Sea. It's not that we're worried about our, you know, cyber attacks. It's not – Anything. It is we gotta kill we gotta find and get rid of the enemy within. Yeah. And they specifically are only talking about one person. Not the jihadis in our ranks. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. No, they gotta get rid of the cons- the diehard conservatives in your ranks. In the, in our ranks, uh, right? Christian nationalists, right? Right. And and, <laughs> and this just telegraphs you right what the left has done in the past. Mm-hmm. Right? Look at what Trump had to deal with as he as he went through the swamp. How many left-leaning generals and yeah. swamp creatures were in their pe- in the Pentagon and in the military? And the left is showing you, yeah, he should have did the same thing and just got rid of everyone, just dismissed everyone. You know, have the secret police go monitor their accounts and see, hey, how they vote this that and get rid of them. Well, I'm sure you know, and I think that this new Secretary of Defense, I mean, he has a bunch of allies in there now who are probably more than happy to uh, follow this. Yeah, this is more than a request. Yeah, well, this this initiative, this yeah. this thing that they're doing, and they're just making us look at our fellow Americans as the, the quote the enemy within. So now we're calling Americans the enemy within. Well, I mean, they already have as far as citizen level, but to also then, I mean, I think it's a kind of a, a step up to go after people who've committed their lives to serving the country on the military level and yeah. and, and really attack them there as well. Yeah, and it's it's really, you know, 
sad, right? So we can do the social experiments in society if we want, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning that society, the consequences of us experimenting with all the ridiculousness of the LGBTQ, unicorn, pegasus, dragon, butterfly, whatever uh, thing is out there, right? If you want to identify... glitter added to that every yeah, time you say Yeah, it. if you want to <laughs> pretend that you're a butterfly for the rest of your life, great. I don't care, right? But our military has one job, and it's life and death, and it's to protect yeah. us. And there's no room for other than anything that makes us more efficient at killing and defending is all we should do. Yeah. Anything more than that is something that's going to slow down, slow us down, complicate things, confuse things, and cost lives. Yep. I wonder if they did any initiative on trying to find Antifa within the military. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think people probably, probably who I identify as yeah. Antifa ever even took that initiative to. Yeah, they've, they've, it's hard to be in the military from your mom's basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to get up early in the morning. You all know, that discipline. Those, yeah, all that, <laughs> right. You can't have purple hair and blue hair and, you know, yeah, all that That, that would have been a quick purge. Yeah. So um, this, guys, is, is really, really, really bad. The fact that they and, – and, you know, I think it also telegraphs that, you know, how corrupt this election was – because they're feeling so threatened that something's going to come out that they have to purge the ranks because they're afraid they're going to be so angered by that. Mm. Right. I think it like, would it, would a guiltless administration be doing this? I don't think so. We've never done it in the history before. Why would we do it now? Well, I mean, they, they have, um, what there's been, there's been attacks on the Capitol. The yeah. Democrats have actually blown the Capitol up. I, I mean, they are riding this wave as as long as they can, you well, know, as far yeah. as whether or not they're scared of something, which there probably is reason for them to be. They are certainly trying to uh, capitalize on this um, national opinion right now about Trump supporters. Yeah. So but before we go um, any further into this, we want to recognize uh, some people who are watching the show tonight and who are the backbone of our get ready for some some strength and honors it's going to be a special (laughs) night tonight because we're going to strength and honor every one of our patreon supporters who's on tonight so if you're a patreon supporter i don't care how much you contribute if you're on there and you're contributing please let me know that you're on there we want to recognize you and we want to cheers each and every one of you and uh uh, you know lauren will keep track of that We'll, we'll we'll work it all in so we don't do like 10 in a row (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll see how many people are listening tonight. To I have there. the whole list. So the list is- one, I know Mike Ferrugio yes. is one of our biggest supporters. They, all, him and Jan, always have been. So that's two for Mike and Jan. A sip each. Oh boy. Strength and honor. Strength, strength and honor. honor. Strength, strength and honor. honor. Are they hearing the strength and honor? Mm-hmm. And for oh. Jan. All right. Buy you short. Strength and honor. 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 Sorry, Jane. Ho- hopefully, Mike, uh, you have a big glass of water there, bud. <laughs> All right. So, you know, to go back to my point of them telegraphing their actions and saying that, you know, this has never been done before, where I think they're showing their guilt, that they are afraid that, you know, I know my pillow guy released a big two hour yeah. thing today on OAN. I haven't seen all of it. A friend of mine's really close to the situation. 
and uh, <laughs> and um, you know, I hope it's all true. Yeah, I just know that. What What are we going to do now that Trump's out of power? Yeah, I mean, he posted this. This friend posted this kind of like "keep your eyes open, it's coming tomorrow" thing, and then that you know they released an almost two hour right episode um, from Mike Lindell with all of this proof. You know, they go through and it's stuff that's not just maybe. It's they're saying that this definitely happened as far as the examples that they showed. But yeah, it's like okay, great. Right now, what like, now? What like what? What's Trump going to do for Mar-a-Lago? You know, I mean, it's, any it, of it, this it, requires someone in a position of authority to care or right. to have the or the media to to, to do anything with it. And so, I mean, yes, it's great. Yes, it's going to piss more people off and say, "Yeah, see, we were right. We're not crazy." But what you know, I don't. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, well, I've told you I've been suspect on Newsmax all along. Right, OAN so far has been the only one who hasn't betrayed my trust on there. It's just a very low budget. What did budget. Newsmax do? Newsmax, like, literally came at Lindell like he was crazy. Oh, one of really? their anchors stormed off the air. Like, they they, oh. they just, they, they're going to lose all most of their viewers now because people were going to Fox because Fox wasn't doing it to go to Newsmax. Yeah. And Newsmax was preying on the Fox fallouts. And now they just blew it all up because, really? you know, and I saw that Fox is getting sued for billions of dollars in defamation for the, you know, for mentioning the Dominion, whatever. And for things. saying that they, yeah. yeah, had the ability to. Yeah. Hmm. So I've, you know, ever since I saw, you know, and I liked the guy, um, you know the guy used to do the the morning wake up. You remember his name? I can't. On yeah, Fox, the um, early Rob, something. Rob Rob Schmidt or something like that. Is it Schmidt? That sounds. Yeah, I think it's Rob Schmidt. And um, hey, Victor, good to see you. Um, that's the last time I'm going to read any. I'm not going to read any of your comments because the gummy bears are coming, Victor. <laughs> um, We're glad you're doing dude, well, though. A, yeah, you dropped a lot of weight. You're looking good, homie. Um, so, so what was I? So, anyways, and ever since I saw him lose his mind after the sixth, I knew that his beliefs weren't strong, and that he was just—I mean, he might be a great guy, he might be Who? a line, Rob, Rob Schmidt—and um, he just absolutely went off on some things that had no context. Like, no one calmed down to wait. Like, everyone rushed to condemn, yeah. instead of finding out what the heck was going yeah. on. And that's who you could tell who had an agenda because everyone who didn't have an agenda was like, slow down, let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. Whereas everyone else was like, there we're, we're going to contend. There are not it. many people saying that. Yeah. It's rare to find someone without an agenda these days. So the Supreme Court can't hear cases, so that's not an option. No state court would take the case. So what's the option? The Senate to open it. Yeah, there is nowhere for it to go, Mike. You know, unless the the people rise up and, you know, tens of millions of people decide yeah, to start like acting a, little, a fool. Too little, too late. It's all too late. As... They stole it, and they're going to jam everything down our throats. And free America died. Amer- free America died um, this January. And, you know, um, I hope she doesn't rest in peace, and I hope we can work to bring her back. But that's what this show is all about. This show is all about the culture war. With something like that, if and I haven't watched the whole thing, and I know it's been deleted many times, which right there tells you that um, there's probably something factual about it. um, To know how clearly they lay out their case, or whether there's any stretching left, which in some situations there are. But if it's laid out well and convincingly, I think what we can do with that is say, yes, this last election is. Put, let's put that behind us, but show it to as many people as possible. Yeah. 
the people who have not believed this or, you know, anyone who might be convinced to vote Republican the next time to at least have their eyes opened to what happened for the future. I think that's what we can do with information like this. I, I totally agree. Um, you know, and, you know, again, I I believe 100 percent that military options not on the plate. There is no political option on the plate right now. We have to win the culture war and win overwhelmingly with the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's how it has to be. You know, because if we don't do that, there's no way to turn this. Yeah. You know, um, so anyways, that's without without violence and that's not an option. You know, we all lose in the end of that. All right, so let's bring up our next Patreon. Let's get Chris Scott in Chris here. Chris Scott. Chris Scott, strength and honor, brother. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength cheers and honor. into Danae also. Yep. And Danae. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and all honor. All right. Ooh, this wine's got a lot of... <laughs> it's not going down Ooh, as easy. It's fighting me down. <laughs> 2007, it might, who knows if it's even still good. I have no idea, but whoo. It'll work. It'll work. <laughs> It'll get the job done. I can breathe it off. Breathe it off. So, so anyways, um, I'd love to get your thoughts on the military. I can't think of one redeeming factor about what they're, what they're saying and what they're doing. They're destroying morale. I, I guarantee so you, bad like if troops. I was in right now, I'd be looking for the door. Well, and that's what I was, you know, we were talking about this at dinner. It's because we know some some people who, who've worked so hard and they just wouldn't let, two years ago, um, no. they became a SEAL. They made it, someone that Jason helped train. And I can't, I feel so bad for all of the people who committed to the military on that high of serving for Trump. Right. And But they went through just the training, kind of the getting in phase then and now the kind of they're doing their true service years yeah well i can Biden. even do I, it must be so crushing yeah. well and how about the country is a totally different country mm-hmm. you enlisted to protect land of the free home of the yeah, brave exactly and now it's no longer the land of the free it's the or the brave it's yeah. like the land of the lgbtq xyz unicorn uh fairy dust butterflies yeah and um and so again you know and abortion mills. Right. And, and, you know, and everything that, that else. Say, I'm fighting for freedom. I'm fighting to protect the Constitution. But now those things don't matter. Well, they, the, the Constitution isn't even going to matter that's anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, so again, um, and that's why they're so afraid of of patriots in the military. Mm-hmm. Because they took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States. Not them. Mm. Not any one of them. And that's why they're so damn threatened. And why you have AOC making up war stories, you know, talking about how she was in fake crying. Like, give me a break, man. Like, is there, is there no shame in the Democrat Party? I'm going to fake tear my way of how I was so scared and now I almost died during the thing when she wasn't even in the building. And I, I haven't dug into I saw I saw an article in a headline like, She's trying to throw in something about a sexual assault now in the past. And I don't know what, if that like scarred her. And so she was extra terrified or I don't know, but she's trying to do the whole like pity card. Yeah. It's, it's really bad, man. Mike, thanks for hopping over to YouTube. Thanks for hopping over to YouTube. Everybody who's hopping over to YouTube. I appreciate that. That's where we need our hours. If you're on Facebook and you want to hop over there, that's great. Uh, I heard it caused her to have flashbacks to when she was in Nam. 
That's a great one, Salty Sam. <laughs> Sunshine, thank you for loving our channel. We appreciate, appreciate that. It, it means absolutely everything to us. Uh, we're here to try to make a difference in everyone's lives. That's, you know, and maybe most days we don't, but hopefully someday we'll say something that either makes your day or gives you some strength in a moment to, uh, to you know, make a hard decision. Yeah. Not so hard. We just think it's awesome that you guys spend Friday night with us. Yeah. I mean, I mean we were literally talking the other day. Like, when it comes to Monday, and, like, I haven't seen you guys in two days, I'm like, I miss, I miss our it. audience. Like, I want to go live on, like, Sunday. But, you know, I'm like, man, I miss our peeps. You know, and particularly, this is, like, a really good Friday night now in the COVID yeah, world. It is. I it's mean, like this the is the last week was the most tipsy I've ever I've seen you in, like, three years. Truth. Yes. Three years plus. Yes. <laughs> Should we tell them about the t-shirt we're going to make? Ooh, what do you mean first time YouTube asked for survey on your channel? What did they ask? That's interesting, Chris. I wonder. Um, Are you a Christian nationalist? Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty, you know. We've, do you identify as a Republican? Maybe we won't even finish this show. You know, they're already like surveying people. How bad are they? You know? <laughs> well, so, or do they put surveys on channels that are like increasing in popularity? Yeah, man. We, we'll we can only that. hope it's that. Yeah. yeah. It's not like we went up like 3,000 subscribers. We went up like 60. That's week. good. That, that that's great like for it. us. We were stuck there forever. That's so, why I need you guys to bring your buddies. Yeah, we need to bring your buddies. So who else is a subscriber on here that we can strengthen well, on our, most from our Patreon? Ones, um, and I don't know if she's on, but Ruth Gus. And she's Ruth Gus. local. Local, who's been supporting us for a long time. Here's to Ruth. Strengthen on her. Ruth. Ruth. She stays quiet in the channel. So uh, let's get into... Some other things now, and this is going to kind of spiral into um, Tom Brady and Morgan Wallen and cancel culture with them. And, you know, like I was reading, you know, actually one of Mike's pages and, uh, you know, threads. And one of his friends said that racism was so bad in the military and that's why it had to be a prior like white supremacy is all over them. Like. Dude, I did 16 years and I didn't see it. And I did it in the SEAL teams, mm -hmm. which is extremely white. And I didn't see it. Could I, can like I, 99% can I white. throw that back at you? Sure. That maybe that's why you didn't see it because you weren't around. You don't think that a bunch of them to... would be dropping a bunch of like foul language and saying stuff with no risk whatsoever? All right. So you think you'd be more likely to see it in a group? Without a doubt. Okay. Versus when you're around the people that you're racist against? Right. Okay. All right. Right. And it's not like we weren't going and doing interops with other people from other races and other countries and within our own everywhere. None of it. Okay. Because, you know, you learn in the military, it's mission first. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that, like, when we were on a ship, and, we, like, if I was on a ship, uh, there'd be a table full of a bunch of black guys mm -hmm. over there hanging out. And then there'd be a bunch of white guys over there hanging out. Well, it didn't mean they're racist. Or segregated. They shared or segregated. Just yeah. they had similar likes, mm -hmm. similar cultures. The, yeah. The... the Country boys are over there listening to country music. They don't want to listen to rap. Yeah. And the other guys are over there listening to rap. I mean, it doesn't make them racist. It's preference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, you tend to want to be around people who share your culture, identity, likes, views. Mm -hmm. Right? And we all, those people tend to look alike. Mm -hmm. 
Right now yep. that, you know, and unless you're like Mr. Hip Hop and you're like, what's his name? Uh, Tom McDonald, who purposefully moved to the hood yeah. to be in the hood, being a white guy with braids to like experience and being around culture, there and yeah. show that, you know, whatever, because that's who he, the culture he wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first amendment is gone. There will be working overtime to take the second as well. My state dictator governor just made it mandatory that LGBTQ will be taught from kindergarten on up. Which state, Which state is that, Benjamin? Let's never go. <laughs> yeah, if you say Tennessee, we're going to change our plans right now. Thank God my church has a great Christian yeah. school. Yeah, exactly. But, Benjamin, what state are you in? And, again, I know there's a, there's a delay here. New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. yeah. Well, that was never on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For many reasons, however. for a lot of reasons, but you know, um, you know, Jersey. It, it's just sad that New York and Jersey, and um, you know, and places like that get defined by their cities when there's actually massive, you know, like country boy, you know, northern rednecks, as I would call them, hunters, yeah. fishers out there. I, like New York State too. is giant, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's got some of the best, nicest country. Up north of it, beautiful, all water, mountains, lakes, the Adirondacks, the whole thing, and they get stuck with the politics of the city. Yeah, Benjamin, don't blame you for thinking to leave. Do you have a a destination in mind? We hear Tennessee's nice. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, so anyway, so let me get into that. It's about preferences, right? That doesn't make you a racist just because you want to hang out with people who have similar likes and views. That doesn't. Where you become a racist is if somebody who didn't look like you had similar likes and views and wanted to come over and hang out with you mm-hmm. and you said no because they look different. Yes. That is where the racism kicks in, yeah. which I have never seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's out there. I'm just, but I'm just saying, like, we're acting like it's around every corner. And I think the word racism is overused. Oh, absolutely. Right? So, racism, preference, meaning if I like to date, you know, white women because they look like me, that makes me a racist. Yeah. Doesn't mean I wouldn't date a black woman. It just means that's my preference. If I date brunettes, like, I'm married to a brunette, I'm partial to brunettes. Am I a blondist? Totally. You know, ew, blondist. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I can't remember who. Oh, it was someone, um, the daughter of a friend of ours. She was saying that she was getting because she was she was asked on college campus, like polled or something, um, if she would date a girl, and she said no, I wouldn't. And they said they were calling her transphobic. Yeah, or, you be, know, whatever, because, because because her, her preference preference wasn't to date women. Yeah. <laughs> so because she wouldn't entertain being, you know. Consider being in a gay relationship. She was a phobist. Yeah. Where that's the that that has nothing to do with it. that. It's not it's her. Is not saying I don't want to be around you guys. It's not saying you know you can't come hang over here and you have the same views as me because you you you're attracted to. So it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Well, but we are in now. That's that's a good way to put it, Victor. Racism is an action. Prejudice is a thought. <laughs> Chris got my wife is racist. Yeah. <laughs> So just Chris is black and his wife is white, and um, we met them during our or we they joined small group last night, which was awesome. And that was so cool. You got that was great. You were a great welcome addition. If you guys aren't participating in that, what's wrong with you, man? 
Thursday at 8.30, we get into our small group on our Facebook small group. We hang out and we do fellowship and we talk about real stuff, right? And, you know, we talk about our testimonies. We talk about our struggles. We talk about Bible plans we're doing there and the challenges of being, you know, a, a Christian you know, and in, in today's world, and and how can we help each other? Like we are about action and helping, yeah. not just talk, mm-hmm. right? So, so, anyways, um, so now this this rolls into, um, let's talk about Tom Brady first because he's the easier one to talk about. So, Tom Brady, you know, if you guys don't know, is a quarterback who played for the Patriots. If you he's, don't know, yeah, he's. Does anyone uh, not know? Well, you know, I've never heard of him. Anymore. <laughs> I've never heard of her. Tom Brady, who is that? <laughs> yeah. Right. So anyways, but Tom Brady, from what I read now, is a um is a quarterback who's deemed to be the best quarterback of all time. He's won <laughs> more champions than anyone. He's been in more Super Bowls than anyone. You know, and, is showing and, here a little yeah, bit. <laughs> and just so happens to be friends with Donald Trump, had a MAGA hat in his locker one time during a press conference. And um, and refuses to talk politics because he knows that yeah, so people he, ask him trap questions and stuff. Like yeah. That. Hi, so, Brandy. Hey, Brandy. Good to see you. Well, you want? Let's do another toast. Yeah. So two. Brandy. Brandy Hip, Hip. and Tamara. And Tamara. Here we go. Strength and honor. Some of the OG supporters. Mike and Jan are the oldest. Strength and honor. Tamara. Strength and honor. Christian Warrior Talk is sponsored by Trident Shield, your trusted ally in violence preparedness. Trident Shield safeguards your loved ones with expert training and consulting. Trident Shield, defending faith through preparedness because together we save lives. And um, so anyways, he knows that he was a quarterback in Boston or, you know, Massachusetts, New England, so liberal bastion, you know, the right armpit of the country. Um, and um, so we never talked about it. And now some woke sports writer says that he's been getting a pass because in this year of cancel culture where everyone's getting canceled, you know, why does he get to say I'm not going to talk about politics? Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't. White, it was white privilege. Yeah, right? it was to white privilege, you, right? And you know what? This just goes to reinforce my, you know, my decision to walk away from watching grown adults play sports. I will never watch grown adults play sports again unless a personal friend is involved Mm -hmm. or a family member or something like that. Um, I'll watch my kids or other kids, my local town. I'll go root on my local high school team. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go root on the local peewee team, but I am not going to go watch a bunch of spoiled millionaires lecture me on patriotism, on struggles in life and everything else with this fake wokeness. Yeah. And, you know, while they beat their wives and while they do all the stuff they do and yeah, model, all the, all the citizens. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just not going to do it, mm-hmm. you know? So I have walked, given up all sports and it's the best thing I've done. And I encourage you all to do it. You know, it's no coincidence that football Sunday is on Lord's Day. No coincidence whatsoever. And let me tell you something. When I was Christian light, I would stop going to church, 
during football season because mm-hmm. I had to get ready for the game and this and that. And I'll just watch it later and da 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 <laughs> Right? So, again... I know that there's a lot of sports fans. I'm a re, I'm a, I was an addict. It was everything I did. It would define me. And um, I don't miss it, it one bit. It's cold. Yeah, it was another idol. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't miss it one bit. I have a better life. I have a much better relationship with the Lord. Instead of investing on people who don't even know me, I'm concentrating on the people who do know me and matter yep. in my life. Yep. You know, my, my wife, <laughs> my wife, my yep. kid, my friends, yep. right? It's so hard to make time for your friends. Why am I blowing a whole day staring at a TV with people who aren't my friends? Yeah. Well, I know that the few times that you've turned it on since you kind of switched your heart off to it, you're like, I, I'm watching it, but there's just no passion left for you anymore there. So I no, think it's... Um, no. I mean, I even God gave up hockey. work there. I even gave up hockey. When I they started home. yelling. Yeah. Well, yeah. you thought that hockey was going to be I thought hockey was going to But then I just started sitting there. I'm like, I looked at the principle of it. And I'm like, why am I watching grown men <laughs> play a kid's sport? It doesn't matter. I could be getting better at business. I could be being a better mentor, a better father, a better whatever. Now, if I will give an, al- uh, an alibi to men and women who have kids who are in sports, mm-hmm. who are trying to excite them about sports and mentor them through watching it. You get a pass. Okay, so Chris Scott says he watches MMA. Would you say that? You can MMA is different. Yeah, stuff? no. Well, that's not a team sport. It's not that. I would support MMA. Okay. Um, because that's a, com- a combat combat sport. Right? Okay. That's one man against another. It's not team. It's not this. It's not that. They're not nailing. They're not doing any of this crap. They're going out there. They're not making... Those guys just go out there and fight. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, they're smart. Like, Dana White runs that league. Like, whoa. Have they not gotten political at all? I, not that I know of. Now, I'm not the most You're in, plugged yeah, into it. Right. I, I watch occasional fights with it. I watch highlights all the time. I'm and sure I'll watch they, best of matches. Asked yeah. about it, so. So, um, so, hey, here's another supporter uh, to uh, Texas Cavs. And I want to give a plug yes. to Texas Angel oil, uh, Olive Oil. Um I bought it, guys. I bought it, you know, over and over again. It is an amazing Christian, owned, Christian veteran-owned company by um, a guy I went to buds with. Um, Chris, drop the um, Chris, drop a to link your, to your website in yeah. the chat here. If you want to, if you want to buy olive oil and you actually want to care about it, it's really good. It's grown in mm-hmm, Texas. Sweet. It's fantastic. The they have flavored awesome. ones. They're garlic. They're pepper. Um, all super, super, super stuff. Uh, yeah, Dana White is a very vo- vocal Trump supporter, mm, okay. and he's from Northern Maine, where Calvary Chapel Banger is. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, anyways, in fact, I know, like, I think Ken knows him as well. So. He probably. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? Ken's a Ken is Mister Bangor, you know, <laughs> yeah. on the right side. You know, you know everything from you know. Every, never mind. I'm not going to get into those stories. So, anyways, uh, with the Tom Brady thing, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And wait, did we, we didn't we didn't oh, we finish didn't, our sorry, strength we, and honor. Oh, strength and honor to Texas Cats. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. And Kaz, I need to have you on here for your testimony. It's very powerful. Yeah. We talked about that. I've been waiting for you to tell me when you're available. I'm still waiting. Uh, Ken is a grappler. Yes, he is. And he's a striker. He's just not as um, flexible and, you know, whatever. I mean, Ken's a scrapper is what I'll call him. He's a scrapper <laughs> who, you know, grapples and does all that stuff. And, you know, and <laughs> I feel like, you know, every time I'm, like, with him in the gym, if you – if you've read Gates of Fire, 
about Thermopylae and the Spartans, the 300, which is what it was based on there. You're going to lose me here. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> it's one of the greatest military stances in history where 300 men held back the Persian army. It was slightly more than 300 men because they had servants and all that, but essentially 300 shock troops mm-hmm. went there and they chose this really narrow chasm where numbers didn't mean anything. And they just did some, um, you know, an amazing... Um, where was I even going? I have no idea. You were talking about Ken being a scrapper, and then you started talking about Oh, I know where it was. I got it. Thank you. Okay. See, too many blows to the head. So, like, you go to the gym. <laughs> and, and a glass full of yeah, water. And uh, <laughs> Leonidas, who's the king, his um, servant or his armor or squire, whatever you want to call him, like, knew that his shoulder was injured so he could only raise his shield so high. So he would, like, adjust his armor in certain places and all that. And working out with Ken, and he, like, he, you know, he, right, he, he can't see from over here. His range of motion is bad. <laughs> so you, once you know Ken, he becomes an easier Rubik's Cube to solve. Just <laughs> so, no, yeah, just bad, bad wine. wine. What? It's, it is bad wine. Well, I had to put in the decanter. Hold on. Pass that on over here. I had to aerate it and put you it in this to make it up good. Get fancy up in here. Fancy. There we go. So, anyways, um, so anyways, uh, Texas Cas has a great uh, testimony on God using your life experiences and your defeats as well as your victories mm-hmm. to put you in the right place at the right time to make a massive impact. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, Kaz, whenever you're ready, um, all right, four-day pruning of the orchard is in week two. Another week, and we'll be honored to be on. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. I'll, I'll let you know. Really great story. Um, you know, he told it to me in a private conversation when I was working through some issues. And it was profound. It was absolutely profound. Chris said, remember that Dana White is from Volvo. All right, it's my sprint car racing. Brandy, I don't consider car yeah. racing a sport. It's no. a vehicle doing all the work. You got one dude in there, turn left, Rusty. Turn left. <laughs> turn left. I mean, it's just, I mean, come on, man. It takes a little strategy. But, I mean, it's strategy uh, yeah, and it takes guts. It it's like a sport like skydiving is a sport. Mm. Gravity does all the work there. But at least that's not like a machine doing it. Which is more of a sport for you? Racing or golf? <sighs> Well, golf and golf, I don't even consider a sport. Golf is like a game. It's like pool. But, pool isn't a but sport. But it's more of a sport because you're physically involved? Yeah, whether how strong you are dictates how far you drive the ball. Okay. How strong you are doesn't matter how fast the car goes. Yeah. You're not out there. <laughs> you know, oh, Brandy said racing. <laughs> you're a race fan. Well, they're, they're, they're both up there so on me. It's want, want. Like, I'm want, want mama, so you'd think that I'm okay with want, want, but... Um, Holy boring, guys. What's that? <laughs> watching racing or watching golfing? Yeah. They're both. <laughs> That's bad. You'd rather have Mama's Wawa chicken than watch that. It's like watching a marathon. <laughs> like. <It's, laughs> I'll come back in five hours and yeah. see how it went. <laughs> it's really titillating. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Who else do we get a strength and honor? All right. Um, I don't know if they're on, but the boils. Ah, yes. The boils. To the boils. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Rambo Boyle, if you ever see him on here. Golf is boring as the day is long, I'll tell you that. Racing could have a crash. 
Yes. Isn't that sad that that's like what people yeah. hope for? <laughs> it's like the, also well, you, the most like, exciting thing is the car wrecking. That's pretty. Uh, Joe Schmo's here. Good to see you, brother. All right. So that was my rant with that. And then Morgan Whalen. Wallen. Oh, Wallen, sorry. Morgan Wallen, uh, who's a rising country star. You know, Young and dumb. Young and dumb. Um, I, I don't even know how old he is. But he's late bit, 20s. So, um, and he's a country, country boy. Like, he's from Tennessee. He's, he's from East Tennessee. He's as country redneck as a guest. Yeah, one of like those small drive through towns that uh, you don't but, go to unless you have a reason. His music is really good. Like, he's my favorite artist so out there So we found right him because he did a cover of he did a, um, PTSD, a song called yeah. Cover, Co- cover, cover Me. me. Um, and it's a PTSD song. He, and he did a great job. I hadn't heard the original. I yeah. didn't know it was a cover until. Yeah, and the video bit. he did will bring you to tears. Yeah. Uh, Google it. It's a short It's a short movie. And they he does the best job of nailing what PTSD feels like, in my opinion, yeah. of anyone out there. So he's a voice candidate. Or a, yeah, a he was on the voice. I don't know he if he won win. or close to it, but um, I think he was a final he's got a, you know he, he does some of like the cheesy country songs, but he has a great voice, and he's certainly he just released another album, and so like this is his like double pinnacle album. moment, and he just he's got like five he's burn. got like five songs on the charts, yeah, and uh, he got tanked, went home with some girl, was hanging out with his buddies in a push and match. Uh, out there, and I mean, I watched the video. TMZ got it. One of his awesome neighbors was probably pissed that he was out there yeah, making noise mm-hmm. and sold it to TMZ. So whoever that, you know, whatever. And he dropped a racial slur. He dropped the N word out there, which a lot of people do, like it's going on a style. But now we're literally going to ruin this guy's life for saying that word once. Which I just before you judge somebody on that. How would you like if you were tanked and everything you said was broadcast to the world forever in your darkest moment? Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying it's not the worst time, first time he's ever said it. I'm saying that, you know, we all say stupid things. Yeah. I mean, we talk for a living and we say stupid things, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm just saying that I think we all need to give a lot more grace and get out of this gotcha mentality. Mm-hmm. And the difference was is if he was a rapper, we wouldn't even be talking about it. Or if he wasn't white. Yeah, or if he wasn't white, he could say it 6,000 times in a sentence. It could be the only word he said all night, and it wouldn't be Yeah, I mean, I, there's so much baggage with the word, and it's, it well, is I mean, a sensitive topic, and I and think for anyone who's using it in a way that they mean it, the way that it was meant. It's <laughs> like, well, when you call me a cracker or a white yeah. devil, or you call me all these things, I don't think you should have your life ruined I don't think that, that he, from, it doesn't seem like he's racist. I think that he was ignorant, possibly, to... To using it, he sees a lot of cultural references to it being used. He's in the music industry. It's used all the time in the music industry. Should, shouldn't have said it, but he has literally, they have pulled his music off of every radio station. His record company has dropped him or at least paused their contract. Like, he's crushed right now um, from his career for this. And yeah. uh, no one is, you know, backing him because... The whole racial They're all afraid. So They're all afraid of it. Right like, now, everyone's it, like, Oof. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, the first thing, you know, I think we should all do is go like a video, subscribe to his stuff, that, share um, his things, whatever. He, his, um, his songs have had a bump since Good. then because people are going to support him. Well, I mean, it, it, 100%. I mean, do you have grace in your heart? Mm-hmm. Are you, well, 
Oh, you're a darn Christian. If you're watching this show, you better be a Christian. And if he asks for forgiveness for making a mistake, you better forgive him. Because mm. if you don't forgive him, mm. God isn't going to forgive you. Yeah. Right? That's the standard we're talking about here. Not to um, bring some levity to this conversation, but John Boyle, who we just strengthened on our toast, and he says road biking is his sport of choice with the bike shorts. Oh, my God. <laughs> John Boyle. I still don't understand road biking. You know, it, you know. I, I don't understand jamming that skinny little seat in, in your taint skin and cutting off the blood flow to your reproductive organs for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. All right, now we can go back to yeah. talking <laughs> Yeah. He you know, he without sin cast the first yeah. stone, you know. So again, you know, I, I and every company that I see pull the plugs with somebody when they make a mistake like that, I, I immediately cut them out. Because I know what they are. Mm -hmm. They are scum of the earth, right? Yeah. And who are your friends during that time? Yeah. Like I, you find out who your friends are really quickly. And everybody who ducks and covers. Now, some people in public might be like, you know, I'm just going to make up a name because we were just at her place. Dolly Parton might condemn him this way and kick him $2 million under the table and give him a call and say, hey, listen, I'm here for you. I just, you know, Can't I got three, I got three movie thing. deals. I got to finish doing this and I'm going to support you in every way I can behind the scenes. What do you feel about that for someone to, to, to that is lacking courage? I mean, I I am not they, don't want, they don't want to sacrifice their own career it. by supporting. He's right. like, what does that all say about, I mean, where we are as a country, which everyone well, it knows. It just goes it's, to show you that courage doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And the whole home of the free land of the brave does yeah. not exist anymore because we are afraid of who our friends are. We are afraid of, you know, of this. Of, we're so paranoid of being called names. Yeah. Well, and he's being hung out to dry because he's now being made to be the poster child of how country music is racist um, and that whole industry, like, you know, so, so he's, country being, race is, he's being, you know, put on the pedestal or that's the wrong. It's of, preferences, it's flavors, it's food, yeah. you know. Well, I, I think they're saying that the country music industry doesn't support black artists or something. I, I mean, they have a lot, they have some, I mean, again, I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to break down the data. I'm not going to break down the stats. It's a cultural thing. If there were more people who dug, you know, dug, you know, if there were more Arabs who dug country music, there'd be Arab country artists, yeah. right? It just, whatever I you I don't prefer. know. Yeah. Who knows what goes on behind the scenes, but um, it's a shame because I mean, he's very talented. I mean, he's very talented. And, um, I mean, he's, he certainly needs to sort some things out. Just, I mean, he's, you can tell, you know, he's, he's, a wreck he's right had now. fame come on to him pretty quickly at a young age and he's living the party lifestyle as so many people have. And of course it's in front of all the cameras and, um, he's had several oops moments caught on film. Um, but this is the one that, um, yeah. Who, yeah. Who, 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 Darius Rucker, who, the blowfish, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. there's others, man. But th the main thing is this, right? Is that imagine what, you know, everybody who watches this program is usually, you know, around my age, give or take 10 years, right? And um, imagine if smartphones were around well, think about when the we all grew thing. up. You know, the whole, what he said in the trailer and that, like, yeah. during the campaign, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be the end of his uh, yeah. whole yeah. grab him in the Billy bleep. Bush thing. Yeah. You know? So... You know, it's just, I think we all have to have grace and we have to walk that walk. And this could have been a big mo moment for so-called Christians in country music to say, hey, listen, 
let's not ruin the guy's life because he did this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like we're going to go stand there and he's going to apologize for it. We're going to do whatever mm-hmm. and then move on. And I think the part, yeah. I, what a lack of courage. Like been, they, they yeah. could have been the industry that we all wanted them to be. Yeah. Right. And Instead of the woke so awards. They're, they're falling all so afraid. Right. To everything, they're all yeah. so afraid they're going to make it a Taylor Swift pop song. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just disgusting. Um, I'd have a prison ministry. Yeah, I, prison ministries, I think, are absolutely amazing, and that's some of the things that Ken does. Mm-hmm. You know, Ken does a lot of, of work with Ken the prisons, of course. <laughs> you know, and the most broken people in this world who are the most disenfranchised—that's where Ken goes. Yeah, right. And when someone's on the bottom, and when someone makes a mistake, that's the time to capture them in grace. Well, and you hear so many stories of people coming out of prison that found God in there and they came out completely changed which is amazing and um we've been watching our our christian music videos because b likes to to jam out and um there's what who is it um zach zach brown band no oh gosh i can't remember but there's oh yeah the the, videos the zach christian artist zach williams maybe he did a um a concert in the prison he sings that he's a chain breaker so he's he sings a song chain breaker and then he's got a couple other ones out there church choir yeah um really good stuff um Usually Dolly doesn't care. Stands for what's I'm. I haven't heard. I've heard. I've only seen a lot of statements from from people that have condoned it. And it's um, just so ridiculous. Said because that yes, he should. He should be canceled. Um, I haven't seen anyone support him. Go to any rock stars party. Go to any rap artist party. Go to any R and B party when they're all tanked and having a good time and record it and see what language yeah. is used. Well, I think, and that's the ridiculous. part that is that's always so hard to swallow about these kind of cancel movements and moments. Is as you know, we were talking about the, the double standard. Um, you know, of of the people that you can say, well, they just did that and they got away with it. You know, what's the difference? And it's usually that there's something bigger that people are trying to make that as in a poster child for. So um, there's instances I was in, in in looking at what happened with Morgan Wallen. You know, J-Lo has used the N-word. Yeah. Uh, Post Malone, if you know who he is, he's used it. People who are not black have used it in the music industry with no repercussion at all. But this kid, he represents right now Christian nationalist, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> if you well, want to make he's, that connection. He's a weird, he's a weird white nationalist. Neck. I haven't heard him talk about, you know, church at all. He is. He, he's, he is. oh, yeah. He's, he, he wears a cross earring. His dad was a pastor. He's, okay. Yeah, so there you go. So he is case in point everything well, they hate about America right now. And if you on these videos, people are like, are you surprised? You know, you see the mullet. Are you surprised? You know, what so you're going to judge what, him what by his haircut? From a redneck from, you know. Yeah. And it's like. Okay, there's those racist comments. That, those about are racist him. comments about <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. It's yeah. like so I mean the the I, you can't you can't win. Well, my my point is is this, you know, you know, and I want to give I'm actually going to give him a strength and honor and uh for him to find Jesus and get closer to the Lord so that he comes out of this spiral that he's in. Yeah. And all that. So dear heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you now. We want to uh pray for um Morgan Wallen. Wallen. Um, Lord, right now the world's turned on him. He's made some mistakes, as we all have. We're all sinners, Lord. And we ask that he find that during this time that he clings to you, Lord, and he dives deeper in his relationship with you, and that we can you can use this story of redemption to reach more people. In your name, Jesus, I pray this. Amen. Amen. So, 
Um, and that's what it should be all about, right? Remember when the Democrat, the demon rat, the demon rats, or demo rats, as I call them, demon rats, but demo rats. Feelings were hurt if Trump didn't invite them to one of his parties. Yeah, can't win to lose. Absolutely, fallen, fallen world, brother, fallen world. It's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. It really is, Mike. It really is. Um, Carol, liberal unity equals conformity. It's conformity. It's political correctness. Yep. Hi, Carolyn Lou. Hey, Carolyn Lou. And that's somebody else who we want to give a strength and honor to. To Carolyn Lou. We're supporting us as well. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Yes. Cheers. So, um, that puts the Super Bowl, politics, Morgan Whalen. Um, Let's talk about the, there was an article in the BBC about um, how the Chinese government is trying to make their population, their male population, more manly. Yeah. Like they're trying to make, literally the quote was more manly, more masculine. Yeah, we shared the article on, uh, uh, on PCS all of our Facebook social media page. platforms. Yeah, so if you haven't read it. It's really, it's, it's a good article. Um, and the, they are now the number one power in the world mm-hmm. um, because they own us. They own our government now. Um, and, you know, here we are. Hunting down conservative patriots who would be the most masculine in the military mm-hmm. and driving them out so that, you know, we can embrace LGBTQ and sensitivity training in the military. Like, you couldn't write this any better for yeah. madness. Yeah. You know, it really is. Did they say what aggravating factor of why Morgan Willis said yeah, that? So he was drunk, drunk, drunk. There is no clarification on... Who it was he said it to. My guess is it probably was a white guy. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was with one of his buddies. He's he like, you're going to let him. run in his mouth and being stupid. Yeah, you're going to let that little whatever get away with that. And then he's out there on the thing later and you show him, you can see his buddy just push him over and he falls I like, mean, he's he tumbles smashed. down a hill. And people are saying, well, you know, alcohol brings out the, the what's in someone's heart. Like they wouldn't say something that wasn't already in their mind. What about people but, who say that straight sober all the time in every one of their songs? Yeah. So, or anyway. as they use that word as instead of, Ah, uh, that's it's, it's to me. It's like, well, what was the intention? And yeah. I think, especially if this was a white buddy of his or whatever, and he was just joking around, he should not have used it. But it was, was it, not a racist intent. People, yeah. I am for freedom of speech. I am freedom for speech. Period. And I went off on pastors, and I think pastors have made done themselves a massive disservice, and it's coming to bite them in the butt. Back in the eighties and the nineties, when they were trying to censor you know, rap and heavy metal and all these other things. And it was, has been used against free speech is free speech period. Mm. And if your feelings get hurt, I'm sorry. Well, and someone made a comment today in a video I was watching of, of people's feedback on this. And they're like, let the system play out. If his fans didn't like that, he said that exactly, they wouldn't support his music anymore. But, you know, instead, as with everything else, the way that the government steps in, in this case, it's the music industry bigwigs that stepped in and said, no, you cannot listen to his stuff anymore. We're upset. Well, that's the and part. And they used to go and see his music went and, and bumped up in the charts because everyone was supporting him. Right. Well, this is the thing that drives me crazy. And this is why as soon as I can, I'm going to can my Apple phone and I'm going to try. I'm trying to find answers. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't like Apple telling me what I can watch. Yeah. I don't like Apple telling me what app I can have. Yes. I want to have parlor on my phone. You can't tell me. Not, I'm, you're not, you're not going to tell me what I can do. I'm, you know, so 
every one of these companies that censors and pulls someone off a platform or does it, they're done to me. Yeah. Right? It's and hard, you know. It does make it very hard, but when it's, you can either go with Google or you can go with uh, Apple and both of them be platform parlor. What do you do? Yeah. Well, you wait for the first. You go for the good old flip phone. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> if we got to interrupt your regular scheduled program to bring you this breaking story. You guys are up. Oh, oh Christ. Thanks, man. Strength and honor, bud. We Stra- have to make it a little while. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Who else we got on the list? All right. Finish your drink first. See that? She tried to leave you hanging, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm not good at um, the formalities of cheers. All right. Let's see who's. Oh. The stories. The stories. Sky and Kalani, they're on here. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. We might be RV buddies with them. Yeah. So, you know, the, the whole thing, you know, comes down to we, this really is a culture war, and the culture war is against biblical. It's good and evil. But if you don't want to run around calling people evil because they may not be willingly being evil, they might be deceived, which is usually the case. It is a godly culture versus an ungodly culture. And we really need to take back the godly culture. And we're doing that right now, right? You know, what is the stereotypical Christian? Cold, weak, lame, not fun. Meek. Meek, right? (laughs) And they use the meek in the wrong term, wrong sense. Right. And again, I'm going to say this every time I bring up the word meek. The modern definition for the word meek is not the word meek. The original con, the original meaning of the word meek was power constrained. Yep. If you were going to describe Christ as meek, Christ could have killed us all, could have wiped out the entire world, the entire universe with a thought. Mm-hmm. And instead, he allowed himself to be tortured to save all of our souls. Yeah, and for any of you who've experienced pain, you what know do you want to do? You want to hit heck, something? A heck, a lot of strength you know, like to deal Mike, with pain with grace. You know, Mike can get into this. He just had a medical mm-hmm. procedure where somebody was doing pain, inflicting pain upon him, and he was getting angry during you know something. And you want to retaliate? Mm-hmm. Christ took all that, and what's worse is Christ took the shame of the sin. That he had never said, like the worst part of it all is he took the shame. Mm -hmm. Here is a a perfect man who is perfect in all ways. And he took on our flaws in the, in the father's eyes. Right. And got that condemnation. Mm -hmm. I hope I said that word right. That was, (laughs) maybe we should have said that word earlier in the night. Um, for all of us, it's not a uh, wine word. Not a wine word. Not a not this wine. This is a strong ass wine. Holy smokes! So, anyways, but I mean, we're doing this right now to show that we're fun. That you can have a great time. We're fun, <laughs> Chris. I'm not used to being called fun. Lauren's fun. <laughs> no, you are fun when you let okay. yourself have fun. Yeah. I mean, you're the you're probably one of the funniest people I know, and your sense of humor is so spot on. Just people don't they until they know you, they're not going to realize. I'm closet that. fun. Well, you're the assassin, you know. Like when you're hanging around a bunch of alpha males and team guys, I've created an environment around myself with the friends where we always jab each other and we're always kind of making fun of each other and all that stuff. And there'll be guys who they'll be talking to Lauren, and then like an hour later, they're gonna call. They call me and they're like. 
bro, I think your wife like <laughs> cut my head off and I didn't even realize it was like, she slayed me on the spot with, with a, you know, and I didn't even realize I'm like, Oh, that's just sweet Lauren. And all of a sudden it's like, Holy smoke. Lauren just ripped my heart out. <laughs> It's probably not a very Christian thing of me, is it? Well, I mean, there's jest and there's fun. You know, you're not preying upon their wounds. You know, you're you're having fun. So, anyways, all right. You Did can- you want to go back to China? Oh yeah. So China, I mean, they get it right. Yeah. They're doing the research. They know that the most masculine, um, you know, military. You know, men who celebrate being men is the way to do this. Yeah. It's not men trying to be women. So, okay. So there's um, a few, this article, I have this article open. Uh, the proposal, it's called the proposal to prevent the feminization of male adolescents. So that right there, that's not LGBTQ Woo! friendly. And, um, it's a decisive push in a country where the media does not really allow for anything other than squeaky clean, socially responsible stars. So I guess they're getting the whole uh, influence, Western influence over there as well. Um, they're not going to play that, though. The home environment was partly to blame where most Chinese boys being raised by their mothers or grandmothers. So there's, they were seeing t- similar to what we have experienced, but they're nipping it in the bud. Yeah, they've actually decided, no, they recognize it's a problem. Yeah. And they're fixing it. Yeah. You know, and uh, whereas we are celebrating it. I mean, where can you go right now that that is not anything? I mean, we might get banned tonight because we even dared to talk about it in a non-flattering way. Yeah. You know, and that's... I can't remember. Someone posted as a response when you posted this article. They're like, the this is the... U- and meanwhile, this is what the USA is doing. And we there was an article celebrating this dad who made a... Yeah, a ball hugging bikini bottom for his transgender son, who's yeah. a girl, who's well, who identifies as a girl. We won't yeah. call him a girl. Yeah. So Mike said that's what started the Boy Scouts exactly, and it's also like Lauren mentioned that awesome channel. You know, ask Dad or whatever. Oh, Dad, how do I? Dad, how do I? It's because some there's not a lot of fathers out there. Fatherlessness is our number one problem, yeah. right? I mean, you know, not having solid mentors, which everyone in this program. If you're going to do one thing, I don't care if you're the best shot in the world. I don't care if you make a billion dollars. I don't care. about You better be mentoring someone to be a better person. Mm-hmm. And that is your number one responsibility, to mentor them to be a better person. What is that better person? Someone who knows Christ, mm-hmm. right? And then through Christ, glorifies them in what they do. Yeah. Yep. They have to eat meat first. <laughs> so... So I'm going to put China. Does anyone else want to talk about the, the China aspect of that? Lauren, do you have any profound thoughts from the female side of this? More power to them. I think that um, good on China for uh, taking a stance on it, and I wish it was us. Well, do you want to talk about, you know, before we met, remember you telling me a story where your car broke down in the rain in college? Oh, and they were too busy playing video games. To- yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, it it completely broke my uh, <laughs> my faith in uh, um, men being men and helping women. I guess feminism, yay, <laughs> ruined that. But uh, yeah, I was in college and I got a flat tire um, in a car that was not mine. It was my friends who would let me drive it, and um, I went inside to the dorm. This was my first year in college, and I asked. There was guys on the football team, so you'd think that they would be like, oh, 
you know, big and strong and whatever. And I said, will anyone come out and help me change this tire? And they're like, it's raining. We're playing video games, not now. So I went out and I changed the tire by myself in the rain. <laughs> but, um, yeah, right there it was like, okay, that's what I'm dealing with. Right, and that was those were millennials right there. Mm-hmm. I won. They could have went out with a super hot chick. Guys, I'm a millennial. You just you just outed me. I'm a millennial. She, she's a millennial. <laughs> anyways, so yeah, you know, so so anyways, that's a millennial, and they could have like it's not like you were like some really unattractive person. Like they were too busy video gaming and being cool. Like nah, not nah, right now. It's raining. I'm not. I'm like I can't even fathom that. Like the go getter in me, and be like hot chick, rain, flat tire, yes. <laughs> Is she wearing a white like, t shirt? Yeah, like, exactly. Right. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you. I may not have the best GPA. I'm in this thing being brainwashed, but I can unscrew lug nuts and put on a, and screw them back on. Yes. <laughs> nope. They screwed nope. that one up, which was their loss my game. Yep. So I want to. Ch- so Victor says he's raising his three nieces. That's great. Well, here to, here's the victor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor to you, brother. So, let's see what else. Fatherlessness is mirroring our world's holy fatherlessness, without a doubt. And that's why I had such a hard time accepting the father out of the Trinity and still struggle with the father because of my father Mm -hmm. issues, Mm -hmm. Um, without a doubt. If we don't teach the next generation, then whatever we do... Now is useless. Exactly. Homeschooling. Yes. I live with strong females. We need male, female households. Yep. yep. But we need male, female, without a doubt. Women know how to change tires and some men don't know how. That's 100% true, Brandon. Yeah, they probably didn't know how. <laughs> that's the truth. And, and then that's exactly what Salty Sam said. That's because yep. they didn't know how to change a tire. Read the book Woodcraft in Indian lore. It's written by... Uh, co-founder of the Boy Scouts. He talks about his reasons for starting the Scouts and why he even came up with the name. So sad what happened exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a big problem where men don't know how to be men. People cannot solve the problem they think and they can't think. It's 100% true, Jan, and that's why we're here, right? We're here to show Christian men how to be men because, unfortunately, Christian modern churchianity has driven the male out of church, out of men. Yeah. They're these meek beta something balls who can't change a tire. Yeah, well, and that's what's great about how Ken runs his CRD program, recovery program for addicts who come through. Is Jason? We talked about this in an episode. What on just on Wednesday about you know they he hires them out, and so they go and they do physical labor, and they're learning all of these trade skills, which if if you follow, I know Mike Rowe is a big name out there who's talking about like the the trade gap and and all of that is a a job sector right now that you can find a very good paying job, the blue collar job. Who is essential in all this? The trade. Yeah. And, um, it is such a underappreciated and looked down upon job industry. But, um, these guys through CRD, they're learning those skills. They'll be able to go out and be well paid for this. Well, and that's why they have such a high success rate is they learn a work ethic. They learn Mm -hmm. about how to be a man. Right, mm-hmm. most of them have father issues. They go there and they get fathered, and they get amongst peers. Yeah, we're all sharing that struggle, so learning collectively from each other at yep. the same time. It's such a great program. Yeah, you know, I would love to do a version of that um, 
for a different sector. You know, I'm, I don't feel called to deal with substance abusers. You know, Ken does that. And, you know, I've got family mm. you know, who definitely went through all that. You know, I'm like a fourth generation alcoholic, mm-hmm. you know, um, where they drank every day and did things. On, we, we drink once a week and you're looking at it right now. Yep. Um, and before that, it was once a year. <laughs> so, so, you know, but, um, you know, I want to minister to men. I want to minister to men who want to be badasses. Who want to take ownership of, around, of everything around them? I remember the power I had. Not when I was a seal. Like a seal's different. You're you are literally constrained power around the U.S. You mm. know, when you're on U.S. soil. Mm-hmm. But when you're a cop and you can like the thing that I loved about being a cop is I was a solution, a walking solution. Anything that went on, I could fix it. Mm. As far as drama. This, that, violence, a wronging, mm-hmm. law being broken, broken that. And I just want to pass that on to people. Yeah. To say, listen, you can be that. You don't have to be a cop to be that. You can be that for your family. You can be that for your church. You can yep. be that for your community. You can be that for your country right now. And that's what this program's about. And that's what we're about. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just have to be a guy. It can be a girl. Yep. It's somebody stepping up into the gap. There's a gap to fill. Holy smokes. XYZ is happening. Who's going to do something? Mm-hmm. You're going to do something. Why? Because you're there and you recognize it. You see what's going on and you need to step into that gap. Amen. That, that is what I what I think Strength we're Strength and honor to you. Strength and honor. For Strength that and honor. Dream. Strength and honor. Thank you. Thank you. Decanta me, please. You're laughing you. at me like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> still on number one. Keep oh, now. there it goes. It looks like you're gonna get one of the other bo- mystery bottles. Should we do twist top? No, let's go to the other one before we go to twist top. Congratulations, you've re- received a hundred messages today with Restreet Chat. Woo! I was like, did we just crash cross four thousand hours? That's no. impossible. <laughs> But we've had 20-something people watching for well, I want to say something. No, no, yeah. So hold on a second, guys. I want to congratulate you, and I want to thank you. Our viewing hours um, in the past seven days have gone up 375%. That's awesome. We didn't gain three, 375% more followers. People are getting excited about our content, yeah. and they're finding us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those of you guys out there who are going to bed and leaving your YouTube channel playing – you know, go into the video section and click and play all. We thank you. It adds up, and we're really close to hitting the benchmark. So, take a pause. Strength and honor to our audience, yep. to all of you. Cheers yourself. There you go. Strength and honor to you guys. We love you. Couldn't do this without you. All right, now carry on. All right, I've got a mission. Hold on, back to the... Oh, we got a cork unscrewing interruption. Carry us, Lauren. Not everyone wants to hear uh, your uh, uh, <laughs> fanciest corkscrew in the world. I can't use it. I don't know how to use it. I screw it up every time. Just I just push. The button. <laughs> There's one button that toggles one way or the other. Mm, yep. Lauren Electronics. It's uh, not a good mix. Yeah. Pass me over the the canter, please. Okay. All right. Now carry us, Lauren. Go ahead. Very right. interesting. You know, Very interesting what stuff. Have, what do you have What's to say, left Mary? on our list? Uh, Goodbye, no, women's sports. Yeah, it's your... talk about that. You've done women's <laughs> Let sports. Let me, I'll read you Jason's note. Goodbye, women's sports. Now in all caps. It's your fault, suburban women. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You're going to be wiped out of the history books, women, for all sports activities. We've ruined everything with this feminist movement. I swear. I hate it. I hate it. Liberal, you know, suburban, Democrat women have destroyed this country more than anything. That's the truth. It's literally true. I'm so glad I escaped. You've unmade men. You've made men not men. Yeah. You've destroyed your own culture now because you can't have women's but sports. But now, and now we now women complain that they can't find any manly men to marry. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> it's uh, it's like you make your bed, you lie in it, friends. Yep. But it's hard, it's hard to feel. I'm just. <laughs> should I point this out? Sure. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> what? <laughs> You shouldn't have pointed that out, but it hey. was pretty obvious. But I feel like it was one of those things that had to be acknowledged. Well, I've only got one of them, and I'm getting ready to order a whole ton, which brings me to I'm very excited. Tomorrow, my mission is to design about 20 new t shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeve shirts, you know, hoodies, the whole spiel with our Trident, I mean, with our uh, Patriot Crusader mission logo. Um, with some amazing sayings. We're going to do a strength and honor toast. Yeah, shirt. who wants a strength and honor shirt? Who wants shirt? a strength and honor shirt? Because that is coming, I'm telling you right now. That'll so. be every Friday night's attire. Friday night, it'll be strength and honor shirt night. So, but hats, low profile of this. So, can we speak quickly about the three dead behind the snow disposal? Sad ego is the enemy. I don't know what you're talking about, snow disposal. They're the three dead behind snow disposal. Lost in that. I need a new sweatshirt. Mine got taken by me. Well, you gave it to a really good man. I mean, Mike Frisio is a really good man. I'll take a hoodie. I'm in. All right. Awesome, guys. Tomorrow, my goal is I'm going to start posting pictures of this stuff tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night. And uh, you'll start seeing it. And we appreciate all of it. Uh, all your support and all those things. And, um, you know, we're going to do, a, you know, I only kneel for one man. And he died on the cross for me. You know, that's Jesus. That's the one I'm wearing right now. Uh, All of our our stuff. Yeah, without the (laughs) armpit hole. But uh, all of our shirts will be four-sided with a front press logo, a back uh, saying, a flag, and another logo on the shoulder. So uh, I just want to put that out there. So I just want to give YouTube warning. Very graphic. What is very graphic? Oh, my, the hole in my arm. (laughs) What? Thanks for throwing me under the bus. It was so just so since we're in the throwing under the bus oh, category. <laughs> so Lauren, what are you wearing right now for bats? Santa PJs. <laughs> I will say that with pride. <laughs> Lauren is wearing Santa Claus PJs. Look at they're comfy. She's been wearing them in Maine since July. We've already we've talked about these Santa PJs on air before. He he thinks it's hilarious. I think they're practical and comfortable. <laughs> Can't wear Santa Christmas clothes in July. You can when you only have like two pair of PJs. <laughs> I think it's stupid to have clothes that are just for one season. Awesome. Texas Cass had ordered two Patriot Crusader t-shirts. Great quality. Good conversation starters. Been asked about them every time I, I wear them. Awesome. I Thank hope you're you sparing so the gospel with them, brother, and I really appreciate that. Well, the shirts have TS and PC and both are awesome logos and pictures. Just Patriot Crusader Mission logos, not TS. 
Um, Tis the season. Love the Santa PJs, says Danae. Um, Jan said, I'm glad you have pants on. <laughs> Frugio's, Jan's drinking, Mike's not. Normally I expect <laughs> Mike to say that. Not we Jan. both have pants on. We both have pants on. Yeah. I, I just got regular sweatpants on. I got my, my Adidas things on. Because yeah, I refuse we, to wear Nike. And you know why. Yeah. Anyways, so next, let's see what we got here. Uh... Nick Cannon. I I was going to talk about the double standard of Nick Cannon, who is basically, if you've seen Prager University, no, back to the whole racist. Conversation. This is back to the whole racist stuff. Oh, the Iranians at the border. That's what I wanted to mm. Let's get to that. So, the U.S. Uh, border Patrol arrested eleven Iranians this week trying to cross the border, which just shows you it's not like you know people from south of the border coming over here just to work. There are. Some scary countries trying to get in here, and Iran would be one of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's always the... I mean, why would Iranian citizens be trying to come over thing. here without paperwork, without passports, without any of that stuff, going through Mexico? I mean, it's just it's yeah. just crazy. No Nike. Just don't do it. Exactly, yep. Chris. Um, I'm all set. Everything... Like, I have one... I bought... Right before all that drama happened, I bought a pair of, like, their CrossFit shoes, and I won't wear them out in public because I won't sanction them occasionally. I don't even know where they are right now. I went out and I bought Reebok shoes, which Reebok's got its own issues, but at least Reebok said, you know what, Facebook, screw you, we're not playing your game anymore, and pulled their CrossFit. Oh, did they? Yeah, CrossFit just pulled themselves off that platform. Oh. Yeah, now that you say that, I haven't seen that. No, Hmm. they haven't. They're just like, we're not playing this game. It's too divisive. You're destroying lives. Wow. Okay. So, very principled by them anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Victor, do you want to talk about I like turtles or gummer bear? Sure. What with your sayings? You said you weren't going to read I it. I wasn't going to read it, <laughs> but he said something insightful about his nieces, so I was hoping that he was going to come back with something else warm and fuzzy, and then he just killed some brain cells of mine there. <laughs> Texas still have National Guard and Texas Rangers trying to guard border. Good luck I mean, to him. Yeah, good luck to him. I mean, I, you know, that's the part of the whole reason why I wouldn't go to Mexico not Mexico, uh, Texas is because it's a border border state. Mm-hmm. Border states, particularly in the southern border, are going to get overrun. Northern ones, you know, you could extract if the if the feds are coming for you. You could like go across the Canadian border and get away. Yeah. <laughs> so it would actually have a good life in Canada. Yeah. Well, we just so his mom's in Nova Scotia, and stuff. They just canceled. Yeah. They they so they like. In 2020, they were like, oh, maybe next month we'll open the border. Maybe next month. And she just said that they were like, we'll just scratch 2021 and readdress it in 2022. So Canada has literally quit and surrendered 2022 to COVID. 2021. Sorry, 2021 to COVID. They've already said they're canceling their entire tourist industry, everything else, till 2022. They're done. Yeah. Like, you know, when are we going to stop this, guys? Like, when are we going to let... A disease with a 99.999% cure rate or whatever it is continue to destroy every life in this in the world. Like instead of the, the one in 1,000 or the one in 10,000 or the one in 100,000 or whatever that number is, even if it was one in 100, mm-hmm. it's a terrible number, but yeah. it's still better than destroying everyone's life on the entire planet. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole different... I don't know, it's... We have suffered the consequences of it with our business, and as as have probably many of you experienced it, and it's it's frustrating. Obviously, there are people who have suffered f- 
from the virus itself and they have a different perspective. And so, I mean, it's hard to reconcile the two, but, um, I mean, I know a lot of people have died from cancer. I mean, yeah. my, my father-in-law right now is, is battling, um, a very advanced form of cancer and it doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, you know, I've lost other family members to cancer. We've lost family members to heart attacks. We've lost, I mean, people die. I think the biggest difference is those. And I, I fully agree, you know, the, why not get this kind of outraged about the the things that kill more? It's the fact that those diseases are contained. Yes, it might kill more people, but you're not going to give me cancer. I'm not going to go and get spread cancer around the community. So it's, I think, in part that this overreaction to the virus is because people are impacting other people. If this is one it. disease that if you don't want it, you don't have to get it. You just don't have to socialize. What if we... Like shut down the world because of AIDS. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, it's, it's the same exact. It's the same exact thing. This is a new STD, except it's socially transmitted disease. Yeah. Instead of sexually transmitted yep. disease. If you don't want it, don't be social. Yeah. Right. If you're that afraid of it, instead, you're forcing the whole. Well, world. we've lost the whole like personal responsibility thing. You know, so um, without that, government has to be responsible for us. So we, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, Chris, we, do you think Dana White had any leverage on Reebok due to contract? I have no idea about that, Chris. I'm not informed enough to answer on that. Um, you know, I know of Dana White. I've seen him. I don't know him personally. I know I haven't even talked about him to the people who actually know him. You know, the UFC to me is something cool because they're warriors and they go out there and they fight for fun. Mm. I mean, it's the closest thing to a civilian being a warrior as you can be. As far as with their hand to hand, I mean, most of them don't die, you know, and the consequences in a body bag, it's you get X amount of dollars for coming in second place, mm -hmm. you know, but it's still something real, um, you know. So, and then we go, wow, it took them only 1.2 months to give up. That might be a record for Canada. Yeah, exactly. Like when I look for intestinal fortitude and for a country that's really shaken the foundations of the world with their bravery. I don't look to Canada. You don't think Justin Trudeau is like the epitome no. of manly? No. Gosh. No. When I when I He's look so at bravery beautiful. and I look at people who rescued the world <laughs> or have eternal consequences, Canada is nowhere on my radar. Yeah. You know, it could be that they're half French. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, check out Glenn Beck's uh, special about the Great Reset. Scary stuff. Yes. Dustin, Tim, the Great Reset is terrifying stuff. I think we are in the middle of that. I think anyone who denies the Great Reset and and you know the whole the you know the, all the power brokers behind the scenes working. If you were a power broker, wouldn't you get with the other most ten powerful people in the world and try to work together to make sure that we were protected? Mm -hmm. Like, wouldn't you do that? I mean, it just makes sense. Why would you not? Right. Um, Chris Scott, I knew him, but that was ten years ago. That's cool. What do you think of schools in Virginia continuing into the summer? Um, I think that they should there should be no break for anything. I think that we've lost enough time, and I think for kids to make up time until this generation graduates, I don't. I think that summer should be cut way short, and I think that they should be working overtime to try to so do Jean, to repair their disservice. So they're continuing. I'm assuming remote learning into the summer because of the pause that they took in 2020. Is that, is that why they're trying to make up all that time? I've, I mean, I'm, had, I mean, they've been home forever. Why, 
Like, what are they entitled to a beach vacation? Yeah, I mean, like, I, get over it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think we probably do our school a lot different than a lot of other countries as far as how cushy kids it's have ridiculous, it. man. I mean, there's a reason why we suck in education. It's because we coddle our children like yeah. they can't do anything. I mean, you were a man at 16 years old, you know, 100 years ago. Yeah. I think, you know, for, I agree. You feel bad. I mean, these kids who've had so many changes, um, for them to now lose something that they look forward to and to be in a in a learning environment that as janet's saying so many of them are struggling with yeah, and not- to continue that i mean you, you feel for their mental health <laughs> well, to have to do that versus if they are out of school that's generally when the valuable learning happens is out of school when they can have their days structured in a way that's much healthier for them so there's i think there's two sides to it well, i think are we talking lowest common denominator or are we talking average I think we have to talk about average, mm-hmm. the average person, and the average family, and the average kid. When we're talking about, that. there will always be kids who fail. Mm-hmm. There will always be kids who rise. Right. Right. So we have to talk about the median average as when we're looking at all these things. And you know, I'm sorry, the boohoo, the kids aren't having the socialization and all that stuff. Get your kids together. Mm-hmm. Right. Why can't they? The governors tell them they can't. They can't meet together. They can't play sports together. So it's not the school aspect. It's got nothing to do with the school. It's got everything to do with what the constraints they put upon a society right now. Mm-hmm. Right? So, again, you're talking about, a, a, you know, the least at-risk society. Are they going to lose more kids to suicide? Or is there going to be more long-lasting effects to this from not going to school, not excelling, not doing this? But I think it's also done something very important, and a lot of people are going to be pissed off at me for saying this. It's shown how shitty a parents we are. Sorry to so swear. News unit just said our audio is low tonight. I don't know if that's just proximity to Mike. Is that any better news unit? I mean, I just cranked us and I'm seeing this red line across the board. Is it me or is it Lauren? Because I'm seeing me redlining right now or coming or close it to it. how close we are. All right. Sound is fine. It sounds like it might be news unit. It might be your stuff. All right. Now it's too loud. Okay. All right. I'm coming back down. All right. It sounds like it's an individual aspect of it. So what if this is really done, and I apologize for cussing, and now I'm going to have to like bleep this out when I go to upload it because it's going to be explicit because I said the S word. But I think it's really shown how crappy a parent everyone is. Like they've been outsourcing their problems to their teachers for so long and saying deal with my kids, and now they're having to deal with their kids and having to deal with lesson plans and they're having to deal with all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, it's a lot, right? But you're not at work. You're not doing anything. I don't. I don't- I think first I think for some maybe but I th- there's I mean whether or not they're a great parent and outsourcing their education or whatever right, hold on let me pause you I want you to talk average person not person who can't read and doesn't know how to use a phone or No I know but it's, as you know internet. so Jan Jan said it's the the problem she has is the kids aren't meant to learn from computers I think so it doesn't matter whether you know parents were taking advantage of the education system and that the kids were at school for the day, I think it's that the environment is not ideal for kids to sit in front of their computer, and it's the it's the repercussions of that that a lot of parents are having issues with, not the fact that they have to be home with their kids. Well, I think it shows uh, the weakness of our society and the fact that we don't have any discipline. 
if you tell your kids, hey, I'm going to check your assignments and they're supposed to have 42 checks on the screen, like we run in a learning management system, how hard is this? But what does that have to no, do but with what I'm, what, what I'm talking about is if they're supposed to do their English assignment, right, and they're supposed to do their math assignment, they're supposed to do these things that can be tangibly gauged yeah. if they learned and scored appropriately. Yeah. They go through, and I'm a dad, and let's say I'm not a complete idiot, and I can look on a screen and say, okay, this is a score that my kid did well, my kid did well, my kid did well, he's learning, whatever. All right, so academically, I know he's okay. So now is it the socialization part? Is the maturity part I'm concerning? The, but the part that I'm counting on the school for is for him to teach the math that I need, the English the, that, I, that he needs, the science. That stuff's very tangible. Yeah. And that stuff can be easily read engaged. Mm-hmm. And then it's my job as a father and your job as a mother to socialize my kid appropriately to that because this whole public education crap just started a little while ago. Well, so, socializa- socialization is one piece of it, but I it's there's there's tangible learning that they are not getting from being on a computer and getting it in that. I mean, there, I mean, there's a lot of hands-on activities that you do in school, science experiments, what have you, you know, going up in front of the class and, and presenting and practicing your, your, your debate skills or what, whatever that they're, that they're not getting, you can, that people you can are saying, you know, their, their kids are having migraines now from having to look at a computer screen all day. It's just, it's what is healthy. You're right. You're going to have kid. the migraine crew. You're going to have the other stuff out there and those will not, will not be considered the average. Amount. So what I'm, I'm, what are you arguing against? What I am arguing against is I don't think this is the worst thing that's ever happened to kids. Like, I think that it's parents have outsourced their responsibility to, to, to government officials for far too long to mentor and raise their kids and coaches to raise their kids. And they were surprised when their kids came back all messed up. Mm-hmm. Now they're seeing that their kids aren't these saints. They're not what they thought. They're, and, and they're having to take a more invested role in that. And I think that that's a good thing. I think it's a great thing. I think that we can take. Let me pause you. So for every negative you have, I can come up with a positive. You used to be limited by only how bright your teacher was in teaching you. Mm-hmm. Right now, because of the internet, because of Google, because of unlimited resources, you can literally be the smartest person on the planet and you have no limit whatsoever to your potential, no matter where you live or how you do it. It's all on your discipline. Right. I mean, age appropriate on what they can get from the internet as far as that. But um, I forgot my point. You interrupted me now. I forgot my point. Uh, I won. You did not win. No, 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 no. Look at the comments. I you did would. not win. <laughs> Slow down the wine, JP. Lauren is right. See? Well, <laughs> crappy parenting is another bad component of 90% of four, five, six, seven graders are not capable of doing this. I think Jason is thinking about high schoolers, thinking about someone. No, I think that all of us are not nearly as smart, you know, with social media, with computers, with tablets, with everything. This is part of who they are now. We are the, the transition generation. Right, especially Jan and Mike, because you guys are baby boomers. You know, you guys are sitting there and you're looking at technology that you can barely fathom, and your your kids are thirty years ahead of you in technology. Yeah, I mean, but I think, from go. I mean, there's how many studies are are there out there about screen time and all of that stuff that yeah. are that are truly some of the detrimental impacts on their the, development. But I, then you have some of the brightest men out there in business saying they're encouraging screen. 
right? They're like, they want more screen time because that's how they're, that's the new world going forward. Now there's totally 1000% screwed if an EMP hits tomorrow and we're all set back to this cave, you know, that's the stone age. But as of right now, those are the people who are succeeding. They're, they are not limited by their environment. They're not limited by their teacher's lesson plan. That used to be well, something. I, I think what we can get from this, and I, I think I think we Dina said he's going to win, Jay. Dude, I've spoken to a dozen teachers. I don't care. Teachers are the enemy, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Teachers are 100% owned by the union. I agree are, with you that that this has exposed, in a lot of ways, the public school system. And I think that you are kind of railing That is exactly what I'm railing that, against. That people, that, you know, that parents are like, public school system, take my kids at whatever cost it is to their, right. their, their belief system from now on from being in that environment. I don't care what teachers say, Mike. I really consider I teachers are the problem right now. But I think so you are dismissing all of the benefits for the kid in to to having access to a teacher, to having access to their peers, to being able to do things on paper and kind of with their hands on and that they're not getting from remote, but that we could, if we need to rethink now the education and, and whether that's that parents are like, I don't want to do this online learning with my kids. Public school system's not an option. Let's form this homeschool and co-op and kind of go in on this so our kids can learn together. We need to think of solutions, but I don't think that you have to say that online learning is the best solution just because you don't like the public I'm school system. I'm not saying it's the best solution. I'm saying that it's not as bad as everyone is saying it is. I'm saying that it's the easy alibi. For we are also saying this from not having a kid who's been actively going through remote learning for a year plus now. So our perspective is... Our perspective, we is, don't have a kid going through this right now, but we also are e-learning people. That's part of our business platform. We for do adults. We do e-learning for, well, not just for adults, for high school, for kids. Do we have kids' courses? Yes, we do have kids' courses, high, right? Yes, right? we have a right. two-hour course for high schoolers. Right. So e-learning is part of our platform. It's part of what we do. And... What I'm saying is, is I think socialization is a part of that, but socialization can happen anywhere outside of school. And, and the online gateway, if, if everyone only just had a computer and they had a system that interacted to their ability and what they could do, and, you know, I don't think it would be the end of the world. There would be people who felt would fall through the cracks. There are people who fall through the cracks now. Look yes. at the entire inner city and a lot of things that are going out there with the school system. There is vast parts of the population that are undereducated. What I am saying is that parents haven't taken a more integral role. They have outsourced the mentor and the learning role to the, to the government who I don't I trust there. at all anymore. Yeah, I agree there. And, and wrote themselves off as, Oh my God, why is my kid a mess? Well, I think well, your lot. kid's a mess because you didn't participate in raising them. I think that, a lot of parents are seeing it black and white and that they say it's public, you know, that they see schooling as the public school system. And so now they're complaining about online learning, that the public school system is not going back and they're not thinking outside the box on other ways to educate the kids. And I think that's what needs to happen. Um, I do not think that the complaints about online learning is solely about socialization. Uh, oh, there are some people. And that's the piece that you keep. Well, the, dis up. the discipline part there. Do your lesson plan. The problem is most kids screw off on their computer and they're playing Fortnite or they're doing whatever instead of playing doing their schoolwork assignment 
or they're the teacher can't maintain discipline because the parents aren't there to maintain discipline with their student in the room, right? So the kids are off doing whatever, and there's no physical peer pressure in the room to maintain control of the classroom. So kids are just being clowns the entire time, and it's terrible. That is a parenting issue. For that specific thing, yeah. Well, for that's a vast majority of it, right? You know, in the you know, when I say Jan said that kids. Um, you know, that kids um, were on a roll and now they're not. Well, that's to be expected because the whole world's transitioned. How quick can your kid adapt? If you look, the kids who get magnum cum laude and all this stuff, they're not the ones who go out and change the world. They're the ones who get the nice job, the nice steady eddy job and do all that stuff because they were check this box in step one and step two and step three and step four. And there you go. And there's your nice little average life. And then you have everyone else who shattered that and broke that and, and thought outside the box and took risks and did all those things. And I'm not, I'm not doing, you know, beating on you, but those <laughs> are the people who adapted, right? You know, and society, they've done a perfect little sheeple thing. And now we're all mourning that the sheeple thing is struggling and dying. So and I don't, I'm celebrating it. We've all seen the numbers about suicides up, Terrible. depression up. All of these factors in our youth, do you, would you say that those are because we have a weak, younger generation right now? Yes, I would say we have a weaker, more entitled generation. I'd say we have parents that can't deal with that. And let me roll in here with all these, uh, um, all these questions on here. There's a lot of comments you guys are weighing in. I appreciate them all. None of you are wrong. All right. This is just my opinion. I have an autistic son, so, you know. So, you know, I understand special needs. I understand kids. I understand everything. And if anything, I think the autism community is dealing with it 100% wrong. I think they treat these kids like they're dogs with their little reward system. And everything is a bribery to them. They don't ever do anything because it's the right thing to do. And, you know, we lower expectations and we put them in skill classes and we do all these things. And all they do is they pick up everyone else's garbage, right? Kids model. Mm -hmm. If you want to accelerate a, a... a um, an autistic child, or you want to take a kid who's got special needs and elevate him, put him around some good Christian kids that'll nurture him, that'll allow him, that he can model their behavior. If you stick him in a room with a bunch of autistic kids, he's going to go from a flapper to a clapper to a rocker to a biter to whatever, because that's what he's going to pick up everything around them. Yes. And that's what this public school system does. So I don't have any, any sympathy for the public school system. I don't have any sympathy for any of that stuff it's your problem right it's your family's problem you need to deal with it you need to make it your number one priority and if you need to change your job you need to change your career you need to change everything you do to make sure your kid has a better opportunity and that you're involved in it you better become an expert in what they need to become an expert then that's what you need to do that's your biblical responsibility right there and the, the problem is is none of us want to be inconvenienced on that we don't want to get bumped off our career path we don't want to get bumped off everything else. We want to outsource it to the government and then complain about the government because if you're watching this show, you're a freaking conservative. Mm-hmm. But you're leaning on the government pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I don't trust the government to do anything for me. Anything. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's basically what it comes down to. So let me get caught up here. And again, apologize for my rant if it came off in any other way. I'm just saying what I feel, and that's why you guys tune in. All right, so I'm going to watch televised all my nieces about that there is a screen time 
all the time. I'm going to be responsible how they use misuse screen time at ages eight. Exactly. My wife is not owned. I don't know what that means. If these teachers are the enemy, why are they saying the schools must hold them back up? Are you listening? Yes, Mike. Listen, for every teacher that's saying that the schools need to open, there's 20 saying they're not with the teachers union, right? If you look at Chicago, if you look at Massachusetts, you look at all these places, they're all hiding. Everyone else is back to work who wants to go back to work, but our teachers are hiding, right? Why are they hiding? That is the question. All right, so we don't want to make children technology dependent. I know you don't want to make technology dependent. You're adjusting to the reality on the field. You're playing his own defense right now. Right now, technology's up and running, and social conventional learning is out of the loop right now, right? So if social learning is out of the loop right now, let's excel at what's available. And then it's on you to schedule play dates and all these other types of things that, that you can do to augment your kid's experience in life. I'm wondering, being that we're not dealing with what schools are asking of, of remote learning and stuff, can parents like buddy up with, you know, if, if they're like, we don't care truly about social distancing, whatever, can you have a few classmates come to one house and do the remote learning, but with a small group? Unless there, there's or, a snitch. Unless there's a snitch. Well, right. Well, we see our neighbors doing that. It's not even a snitch because they're all on Zoom video. So I'm just saying, would that not be allowed because then you'd see three kids together on video or are parents being given that latitude to say, I don't think they're being you know, that and latitude. parents who, who are navigating the public school system. You answer that question. So I, I don't, I don't know about that. That's more in the weeds than, than well, I assume Florida has more freedom than New York city or Massachusetts or any of these other places. But what I'm saying is that, you know, if we get hit with an EMP tomorrow, that's a different problem to solve. Right now, our problem is a pandemic, and our kids are in isolation, and our families are in isolation. So that's the problem we have to work on. So you can't what if this into infinity. What if a comet strikes the moon tomorrow and we're all dead? Well, then it doesn't matter. What if the rapture happens in two weeks? It doesn't matter, right? What I'm saying is you have to play the play the cards that you're dealt right now, and you have to do the best with what you got, and then adjust as a parent and as a thinking, living operator in this world that we live in. As as a as you know, a competent individual, you have to excel at that and not just find a reason to quit, which is what I feel a lot of people are doing. Just yeah, complaining. Well, I, mean, I mean, you're saying you know career change and stuff for a parent so that they can be around to facilitate this because yes, a lot of parents have been incredibly inconvenienced with their careers to be all of a sudden working from home and managing remote learning, but it's certainly not simple for a lot of people to do a career change to the extent that their new career would free them up to be with their kids and remote learn. Um, because a lot of I mean, that would require new education for them because other, you know, they could find a new job, but that's going to be with something that they're trained for, which will be the same situation that they were already in. So it's, it's truly not as simple as saying find a new job and, and then prioritize your kid's education. Should they be, doing that and should they maybe have already done that because that's what we are called to do is be more invested in our kids yes but um, on the timeline that these kids are needing solutions parents are not able to pivot so quickly are you still watching sports and your kid is struggling in school are you still doing all the other things that you normally do and your kid is struggling in school are you still like there's so many other things that we have in this life 
that we can cut back on to reinvest in our kids. And our problem is we get addicted to the government raising our kids. And now the government's failing like the government will always do. And, and we're wondering why, like, and now we're starting from scratch and now it's an entitlement. And I hate the entitlement plan. You took away my oxygen. I need that oxygen. Well now, you know, do you really need this? No, there's a thousand online education platforms that you can roll into. If, now, if you're the mom who's working two jobs or 10 jobs or th- whatever, and you, you have an alibi there, right? But then you're still not in the right environment, and the system was going to be raising your kid, and you weren't going to be the mom anyways. Yeah. Well, I think, right? I think so, for, I mean, for me, it's understanding kind of what, what are the impacts on the kids that we're seeing now, these results of kids not being successful in school anymore, the depression, the all of this stuff, and... Is it just this change, this kind of significant change to their expectation? And if these kids had gone into schooling in this style, would they still be struggling because it's not the way that humans are intended to learn? Or is it just because they've had a different experience and this is very different? So like if, if, you, if you started school as a remote learning student and you never know, knew anything different, would that experience be the same because it's not healthy for the kid or or is it only because they're used to being in an environment with their peers and all of that, that they're struggling now being at home? I'm sure there's a lot of different reasons. If a kid who, you know, I used to always think that homeschooling was never going to be good because kids were going to escape the bullying that. Uh, and you thought bullying was good. I thought, I thought part, there are parts of bullying that are good. That is good. I think there are societal norms that you learn in school in a safe environment that a, that a nail that sticks up too high gets hammered to be in line with the rest. And um, and I think that that teaches us what societal norms are in a safe environment. Now, there are is there destructive parts of that? Absolutely, right? There are things that go out there. And as we've become this extremely tolerant society for just, for just the sake of tolerance, we've lost all that. Mm-hmm. Right now, you can walk around and say I am, you know, a rainbow dragon, and you're going to address me as, you know, the rainbow dragon, and that's what you are, right? Instead of people like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, fix this crap. Come back to reality. <laughs> you're what you are. You know, if you want to kiss a dude, that's fine. You don't, that's fine. But we're not going to call you rainbow dragon. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's literally what we're talking about right now. Right. right? That's the society we're in. Right. So again, um. So what what brand are those mics? These mics are Podcaster Pros, News Unit, um, Salty Sam, not in most states. I meant to say argumentative device um, or uh, augmentative device. Correct. Um, nobody's disagreeing with you on that part. You're not listening to the other part of what some of us are trying to say to you. And, I, Mike, I don't know what, what that other part is. Is it disadvantage? It, does part of it suck? I'm not saying that part of it doesn't suck. I'm saying that the best case would be to have normal school with an engaged parents with, you know, maybe cutting school time in half with, you know, or whatever, the, whatever's best for the kid. Some kids are going to learn better remotely 60% of the time, 40% in person and others are going to, I think that that is better. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so again, true, genuine Christian fathers can be the cure. Fatherlessness is, the I completely agree with you. Ah, Brandy on that. And that's my point is that we all get so darn busy that we outsourced parenting of our kids. And then we got used to it. So when they pull it back and they're like, huh, 
you know what? Everything that you've ever known in your lifetime is not really going to happen now. So you need to go back to the way it was for this 3,000 years or 5,000 years before that. I, I think that that is a piece of it for some families. What did you just, oh, the wine? Wine me. Okay. But I have also heard from stay-at-home moms who clearly they would be around to support their children. They're not trying to farm out, you know, parenting because they have quit their careers in order to parent that their kids are struggling. Uh, so I think I think everyone makes... is struggling right now. The whole world is struggling right now, and I understand that. And I know you don't want your kids to struggle, right? This is not optimal. I'm not saying it's optimal. I'm just saying that people are blaming everyone else instead of themselves, and they need to take ownership because once they take ownership, they control it, right? And that's what I'm saying. So for everyone who tuned out or got angry at me or whatever, I'm not saying this is ideal. Mm -hmm. I am saying that there are perks to this that can counter some of the, uh, the incentives, mm -hmm. but it's not ideal. Anytime you have a limit because of something that you're not choosing, it is not ideal. Right. Right. So I certainly do think that how we have coddled our, you know, generations now, our, our young kids now, does likely play a role in how they have perceived this insult to their, you know, their expectations on on school years. Um, you look at other cultures and stuff that that those kids grow up way faster. Um, and and they probably they they're probably looking at at what we're going through now is such first world problems, you know, as far as, um, you know, those kids are out doing real world jobs by the time they're 12, you know, and um, their sure. mindset is, is way different. So I think, I think largely it's, or a, at least in part, an expectation of what that kid was, you know, but had I, for school. But I saw a post from a, you know, a friend or family member to not narrow it down where they were like trying to figure out my kids are unwilling and won't go out. And I, you know, what can I do to send them out outside? Tell them to go outside. Mm -hmm. Right. I said, have them clean your, tell them that if they stay inside, they're going to have to clean their house or paint a room. And that'll fix that problem immediately. Like where is the authority of parents? Like where is this negotiation mm -hmm. crap that's come around where we're just like, Hey, listen, you know, you're going to kind of do what I say. The parents now are around to, to serve their kids versus. Yeah, I'm going to serve my kid by teaching him work ethic and respect. I'd say they have to clean the house anyways, go outside and then come back and clean the house. <laughs> so Carol and Lou said we had our grandson here for several weeks and his school computer program that he was using due to his classes was extremely difficult for Carol and I to even understand. Lou, that's the that's the age barrier, brother. And that's the fact that you guys are not the most technical. And it, and it is a challenge for grandparents to be able to step into the technology of today if that's not your world. Right? But when you when you when you take custody of them for the for several weeks and that is your thing, you better understand that that's coming with it. Right, and that's not to beat up on you and Carol, but that's part of the responsibility now. You better know how to use an iPad front and back. You better know how to use, you know, a Windows or a Mac or whatever, and understand all these things, or have a friend that you can call over that can get you up to speed. Mm -hmm. Right, or you have YouTube. There's a million videos there. Like, like Elon Musk said, anybody who goes to college is just lazy and wants a chores list. You can get whatever education you want out there for free online. Right now, 
There is no limit to you being the brightest, smartest person in the entire world. Mm -hmm. It is goodwill hunting every day for all of us. And we all choose to be stupid because we all choose it. We choose entertainment instead of learning. I agree instead with that of, in part, yeah. So what part don't you agree with? That was a very definitive in part. I think that there is a ton of information at our fingertips that we can become very learned, if not experts, at something. You don't like that one? It's all right. It'll work. Um, But to take it upon yourself to go out and find all of the various parts of a topic and put it together in the way that that you should learn something to become an expert at that, you know, part of going to a college education is they've, they've compiled all of that information there in, in the way that is best to learn it in a way that you might not think to put it together to actually grasp the end result. So yes, you can go find it all, but this is same, you know, um, there's a ton of open source information out there for, but people benefit when some expert can come in and put it all together in that sensible format. Um, I, well, that's that, the I free think he's, he's looking at it as there's so much about college, which is about the lifestyle and the partying and the young adult experience. And I agree with that part that you, people pay way too much money for that. Well, I'm just saying that, it, you know, even investing in a, in a, maybe one tenth or one one hundredth of the cost. You could get a learning plan online right now. Yeah, you can do the online education. You can do community college, which is so looked down upon because it doesn't have the fancy name, you know, on your diploma. But if if you're truly caring about the education, that stuff should be good enough for you. It's, you know, kids want to go to college for all the other stuff. So... So anyways, I have no idea. So U.S. Navy offers free schooling. And that was my point. I was on a board the other day, and someone was like, I feel so bad for all these people with their useless degrees, not um, having to pay them back, and they can't pay them back, and they're in this horrible situation. I'm like, well, what did you think when you took an ancient art degree, what you yeah, were going to get? Yes. Or what did you think your psychology degree was going to do? Psychology right? is one thing because it's, it's the stepping stone no, to I master's. But people who stop there, that's... that's they stop at a four-year degree because it was cool. Yeah. Right? Well, everyone's got a psychology degree. You know, how many people are out there? Everyone who loves therapy, everyone who loves talking to shrinks, goes out and gets a psychology degree. <laughs> they get addicted to it so they can whatever. It's useless. It's not going to do anything. An engineering degree, a medical degree, a, a million other things right now. You have to look at the world that you have today. Mm-hmm. Try to predict what the world's going to be in 10 years and project what career path you can go on. Now, Gary Vee and a lot of other guys are out there and thinking that they, you know, people are going to play video games for the rest of their life to make money. I do not agree with that. I think you have to go the traditional path of making yourself valuable to society or else no one's going to care about you. Well, and then, so we are very encouraged to follow our passion. And I think passion has led a lot of people down the path into these useless degrees. Um, And that, you know, and to bring this kind of back around to a, a God conversation, it's, you know, in the talents that God gave you kind of, where do you reconcile that with something that you're passionate about is what you're passionate about something that God gave you that talent or do you become passionate about something because you become good at it or kind of where does what 
the, the skills and talents that God gave you fit into all that if you or is well, that I think what, what makes you exceptional and I think a lot of people think they're exceptional and they're not okay but I think it comes to when you're exceptional at something or something that you know moments when you transcend yourself right there is something that you do where you transcend your cognitive ability and you're good at it mm-hmm whether it be speaking, whether it be, you know, bow hunting, whether it be whatever it is, right? Um, It it could be solving equations where you don't have to think about it, it just happens, Mm -hmm. right? It goes out to you in a God mode is what I call it. And that's your gift, in my opinion. Too often people are like, wow, I love video games and video games are going to be my life, especially this new generation. Yeah. Right, and not all of them have the reflexes and the response times and the brain capacity. I mean, it takes a lot of skill to be able to be. I mean, it's it's a learned skill, and it takes a certain talent, ingrained born talent, to be a world class competitor at anything: figure skating, mm-hmm. weightlifting, mm-hmm. football, sprinting, whatever. Same thing with esports, right? And you know, not everyone's going to be able to do that. And unfortunately, you know, you got a lot of influencers out there saying that, yeah, you can be the Fortnite guru or whatever mm-hmm. when you suck at it. Mm-hmm. Or you're very average. You can be very average with an awesome personality and you have a YouTube program and maybe they're tuning in for their YouTube for your personality and not for that. But how many people do we know that have an okay personality and they're good friends, but they're not celebrities because they're not that desirable? Right. So, you know, again, I just really feel like there's been a massive disservice done by the um, the social media gurus out there for everyone to go chase their passion. Yeah. Passion classes is what you used to and should minor in, not major in. Exactly, yeah. Salty Sam. So you got your engineering degree with a minor in psychology, not mm-hmm. a psychology degree with a minor in, you know, Celtic art, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which is what we're seeing. Minor in. He was adjusting his, he was editing his comment. Okay. True, genuine. So, you know, I know I went off on a crazy tangent there and probably pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> I know we've been going for a long time. Two hours. Yeah, Two hours. Long. But, um, you know, again, I don't mean to beat up the teachers. I don't mean to, to do any of that stuff. I'm just saying that, you know, life sucks for everyone right now and you got to do what you got to do. We all got to pull together to get through this mm. and sitting there and whining and complaining and cowering in your basement and not going to work. Is not I deserve work. a strength and honor for knowing that Sam was a. Uh... Sure. Uh, sounds good. I Editing could use some more. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. <laughs> so, is there anything else we got? Are we going to wrap it up? What do you guys got? Or have I offended everyone? Enjoy the the Jason Perry debate. Did I win? No. No? I totally won. Now, all the girls are going to say I didn't win because I didn't submit to my wife. That's not at all. That's totally what's going to happen. You're not supposed, I'm supposed to submit to you. No, but they're going to be like, well, you know, whatever. I totally won. Nope. Why didn't I That's, win? Nope. Why didn't I win? 
Is getting louder doesn't make you win. What? That was <laughs> I articulated that entire time. I felt, I, mean, I have no idea what I said at this point, but I felt like I was very confident when I said it. <laughs> yes, you were very confident when you said That is not a problem for you. You were always confident. <laughs> Lauren Winson is prettier. All right, Brandy. Well, that's not what I'm trying to win. Ready, Brandy? You are outside of the circle of trust now. Oh, right? no. There's a brotherhood that's in here, and now you are outside of it. <laughs> Just letting you know. He will not be on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> no, this mean, was a debate, not an argument. Yeah, this was, this was I mean, I, I liked your counterpoints. I agree with them. <laughs> I like your counterpoints. You just didn't win. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that I feel like everyone whines and complains too much. and They don't realize that the whole world sucks right now and it's not going to be like it was yesterday. It's something new. I agree. Right. And the sooner we realize that it's something new and then we need to adjust to it and excel in the moment at what we're given that's when you're going to take it to the next level or that's when your kid's going to start excelling. And I think a lot of the problems is, is right now because of COVID, it's like it's not just the school that's tying hands. It's then the state that's tying hands. And it's all of this stuff as far as the parents don't feel like they have a latitude to to come up with other solutions for their kids, like having a small group of kids in yeah. your house. And so, you know, so, and that I, brings and, us to my larger point of move to a state that gives you those freedoms. Yeah. I mean, how long are you going to let Massachusetts tell you how to do something or New Jersey or New York or whatever, you know, be your nanny and tell you what's best for your kid? Yeah. Tomato, I do, I, I do agree that we have outsourced a significant amount of parenting and that that is a conversation um, and a point that transcends just the schooling part of it, you know, but um, so this has kind of brought it to the forefront so where am I wrong in my argument? I think you were you were simplifying it and boiling it down to that parents are are complaining about remote learning just because they don't want to have to take the responsibility on themselves. I think that is a portion of it, but that if I that's what that's what your your loud articulation was coming across as as just as that being the primary. So whose responsibility is it to educate your kid? I mean, ultimately, it's the parent's responsibility. Right. So if it's not happening, the solution, the parent is not always the right person to do the educating, but it's their responsibility yeah. to find the right person, too. We're in complete agreement, and that was my point all along. Okay. So the parent is responsible for that, not the state. And if your public school isn't serving you, or if it's not getting done where you're at, move. Right. We've, we've all think the world needs to evolve around us. And we all think that we're entitled to have everything stay normal. And I think that uh, we all need to be prepared when things, when the world goes awry. This is not a short term. I mean, depends on how you design, you define short term. This is a cataclysmic event that is affecting all of us. And it's a time to move. Mm -hmm. We are dropping people. I think people are saying good night. All right. We'll wrap it up. I'll pray us out. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the spirited debate tonight. We thank you for all of our supporters. We are 100% so grateful for everyone. And we ask that you protect our audience, Lord. We ask that you bless them 
And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Happy weekend. Thank you for joining us for this extended <laughs> BYOBB. I had fun. It was a great time. Sorry we didn't like strength and honor the second half, but I hope you kept drinking anyways. <laughs> good night, good night, good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to Patriot Crusader Mission, where Christian warriors are forged. Sponsored by Patriot Crusader Mission Patreon page. Join us and become the Christian warrior you are called to be. Thank you for standing shoulder to shoulder with us in today's spiritual vanguard on Christian Warrior Talk. Presented by Christian Warrior Mission. As we've united in prayer, let's hold fast to the truth in Nehemiah 4.14. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Until next time, let's keep a humble and grateful heart, deliberately pursue our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and equip ourselves with the full armor of God. You're not walking this path alone. Lock shields with us, and together we will hold the line. May God bless you all.